Welcome to episode 150 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Episode 150 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? I'm good. 150. 150, mate. Big it's number. almost three years. It is. I think it was like April, wasn't it? April, something like that. Yeah, about three years celebration. Mate, <laughs> three years. Right, hey, uh, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com And uh, for the world's best coffee... Trybuyers.com Just for the greatest deals in these economic times. <laughs> Tough and, economic times. And Athlinks.com <laughs> For social networking, for endurance athletes, and tracking all your results and whatever, <laughs> and everything else you need to do. Everything. Basically everything in your life. So this week's show is a bit of a biggie because we've got lots of news coming up, which is quite nice because it's been a while. It is, yeah. And we've got our website of the week, we've got hot topic of the week, we've got age group of the week, we've got high five, we've got questions and answers. Let's just get straight into it. Let's go. Go! It was, a, it was an exciting weekend, John, because we had the first really important Ironman of the year. No, come on. Come on. It's, it's the biggest um, Iron Man New Zealand. Yeah. The Benita Iron Man New Zealand, 25th edition. Oh, you even put the sponsor in there. I did. I had a dream that I met her last night. Who, Mr. Benita? Or no, Jane Patterson. Yeah. And I asked her about WTC and she wouldn't open up. Oh, really? <laughs> why, why am I dreaming about this? I don't know. I said, can I ask you a question about WTC? And she goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was really open when we had an interview with her, wasn't she? Yeah, she was good. Um, okay, so I am New Zealand. Uh, it was a pretty big weekend and a pretty exciting race, really, in all fronts, really, eh? It was. I, I started uh, watching a little bit of the footage first thing in the morning, just before I went off um, training. It looked like a beautiful swim. R- really interesting <coughs> in, the, in the swim, as we talked last week, about how the dynamic was going to change with the pros starting separately to the age groupers and it certainly affected quite a few people in the yeah. front guys no no difference whatsoever well, you know Brownie and those yeah. guys the girls they dropped off um, pretty quickly uh, which was a bit of a surprise there's usually a decent sized second pack yeah. and uh, this time around there was Brent Foster off the front your main front pack <laughs> which had all the big guns Brownie Bazzoni all those guys and then there's usually a, a, some age group is dragging the next guys trying to hang on for dear life it didn't happen did it it didn't happen so those front guys were coming out in around about 47 which is which is about normal yep. and then um, the likes of Gina Ferguson who would normally be around about the 50 minute mark she was down at 52 minutes so wow. she was a long way off the pace and, uh, and Richard Usher was another one who really suffered because of that what, what about Bella Bella was a little way off as well, yeah. um, and, and she's another one that would have got dragged through by the age groupers, yeah. so she lost a couple more minutes. So do we like this? Well, I think it's good. It's a fairer race. Uh, for the woman, I think it's 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 so much more fair. Yeah. It's it's tough for the guys that are not such strong swimmers. But how, how did Joe swim? I, I, she swam the same as Gina, so okay. there was only a couple of seconds between them coming out of the swim, yeah. and uh, I think Gina was hoping to have a little bit of a break on her, but she didn't. Yeah. So, so really interesting. It looked like a, a lovely swim, and, and I guess for the top age group swimmers, it gives them a bit of um, bit of glory as well in terms of being the first age grouper out of the water and making yeah. it a lot cleaner as well. But you know, the front age groupers swam their normal sort of time. So Andrew Black from Christchurch, he he swam fifty minutes. How did he go? Uh, what time did he do? Bit of an up and down day. 
one of the top ranked Kiwis yep. uh, he won the Port of Tauranga half Ironman I think he crashed at the, the turnaround at Reparoa just just slid out yep. you know with a bit of drizzle on the ground we had a couple of emails of other people um, just just crashing on turnarounds so those sort of conditions when you're coming through town white lines bit of drizzle around it, it is a bit tricky but it didn't yeah. sound like it was it was it was terrible it was quite pleasant temperatures apparently but yeah the lead group um, in terms of the guys they they stayed together for about the first 120, 130, and then uh, Dirk Bockle rode off the front and really started to put the hammer down. Brownie sort of uh, followed a little bit, and uh, and he ended up coming off the bike about nearly five minutes down, and, and the, 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 re- the remnants of that group sort of stayed together. So that was um, Jan Raphael, Andreas, uh, Jan Raphael, Terenzo, and Stephen Bayless. They all sort of came off the bike together, and fastest bike split of the day that I think was um, Richard Usher yeah. or second fastest split of the day <coughs> so he had to he would have had to do it all himself though just riding you're into through a, 30, you're a 4.39 yeah. yeah fastest split was Dirk Bockel at 4.37 so um, it was still a pretty pretty strong ride by Richard Usher but still he was came out of the water 56 minutes so 9 minutes was, down on the top guys yeah that, yeah that was bad news brown man that was that was not pretty so that really hurt him didn't it if you put 9 minutes back into it he would have been third. Oh, totally yeah, yeah. so um yeah, it was it was it was tough for him, but I think on the girls' side of things, it was it was really interesting to see um, you know Gina staying with Joe for for a long. Now you were of time. saying beforehand, like last week, you were saying that Gina was getting stronger on the bike. Definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, normally she would be. So what's she been doing? Do you know? Just a lot, a lot of, of riding. riding. Yeah. I think a lot of five-hour rides, just yep. a lot, um, rather than doing sort of a lot of real over-distance. I think she's been doing a lot of that. Yeah. And she's just, you know, she's still pretty fairly early in her career and she's um, doesn't have any cycling background, so she's just building up that strength. So. And if you're going to be weak in one thing, cycling's the thing, isn't it? Oh, it's easiest to pick up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. She's, she's got the form in the other sports. So. Yeah. Girls' side of things, um, Elizabeth Christensen was the big mover on the bike. She moved up really well and, and took the lead and had a, had a fairly healthy lead coming off the bike. I think it was about maybe three or four minutes, something yep. like that. And then, um, but you, you kind of always knew that, that Joe and Gina would most likely catch her because mm. she, she's an okay runner. And then, uh, and then, Joe Gina was about a minute behind Joe coming off the bike, and I, I really thought she. I, I thought as long as she's within five minutes of Joe, I thought she'd take her. And yep. uh, she ran up to her slowly, caught her. Um, Joe held on strong, her. didn't she? she Joe, did. Yeah, Joe, Joe raced the hard she, race. She's a tough cookie. Yeah. And uh, but Gina really took it to her in the last ten k, and really I think, and then that's when Joe probably cracked a bit, and yep. then the gap really started to open. One of the interesting things I found with the uh, the females race was when Elizabeth Christensen headed off on the run. She's wearing a camelback. Oh, really? She ran with a camelback. Apparently, she did this in uh, Western Australia as well. Ran the whole way with a camelback. Oh, oh. Each your own, I suppose. So, but the, the big mover on the run was um, Charlotte Paul. She ran a three oh seven. Moved through really nicely. She had a good swim. Apparently, I saw a quick interview with her after the race. Really poor bike, and then came through well on the run. And, and you know, she's a nine-hour athlete, so you'd expect her to be up there. Yep. And as I semi-predicted, I kind of Bella always struggles with this race, and uh, she struggled again. She only managed, I think, fifth place. So a bit of a disappointing result. And what, was it just a bad day all round, or was it the swim killed yeah. her? And then no, no, she had bad day all round. 
yeah. <laughs> average swim, average bike, average yeah. runs. So yeah. she, she doesn't seem to get it right on that that course. And and, and old hubby Stephen, um, it's probably the first time I've really seen him come off the bike with the the, the first pack. Yeah. And uh, and I think that maybe put a, put pay to his run. He normally bikes a bit more conservatively and then comes through really well on the run. And yeah. What managed, would he normally run? Oh, Under two fifty, yeah, about two, you know, two fifty, something yeah. like that, and uh, and that really put pay to his race. He ran a three hundred two, coming in sixth place, and Richard Usher managed to get in front of him there. Yeah, so I think I did okay with my predictions. You did actually. I think you did really well, other than third, Dirk Bockel. Yeah, what did you think about Cam and Terenzo? It was great. You know, I thought thought the you know. You never, knew, you never knew what Terenzo was going to do. Yep. And the fact that he didn't close up to Cameron early in the run, I thought was an indication he's just going to settle in and do his run. Yeah. Um, but Dirk Bockel, when he came off the bike, you, you know he's a short course athlete. He, I, I didn't think he was going to explode, and he, he, he did fade a bit in the last 10, 15K. But, but not when, massively, eh? But when he took off on the run, he looked fantastic. Really? He looked like he was smoking it. And for the first 10K, Brownie really wasn't taking much time out of him. It was like seconds at a time. Yeah. And then it started to tumble down. But, uh, you know, great result for him. He's never done nine men. Terenzo's never done nine men. So Terenzo opened up with a 249 marathon. I think he's got a lot more in him than that. Uh, well, well just, just, just to bring something up here, John, yes. Terenzo did say that... Iron Man is real triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought I might chuck that in there, you know? I, th- I think one of the. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, well, one thing I find interesting is I, I, Cameron Brown said a new course record. You know, he's getting on, he's 36 yeah. or whatever, and people think, oh, he's going to be slowing down. But course record, and one of the things that I noticed was when he finished, you know, he ran a 2.43, which I think is his fastest run split there, and uh, possibly his fastest run split ever, I'm not quite sure on yeah. that. But um, he finished, he was a little bit jaded, just crossed the line, and then he jogged down the finishing chute, sort of giving high fives, and so yeah. you wonder how much quicker he could have gone. Like if it was Bell next to him, that you yeah. wouldn't have him a Bell running you know, neck yeah. and neck. Yeah. You, know, you think he would have been, uh, you know, could have gone probably a couple of minutes quicker than that if he had um, if he'd been under pressure on that last, uh, last parts of the run, so... Great result for him. He went out in a 120 through halfway, so he really... Um, it would be nice to... for him too, because I imagine he had a bit of doubt going into this race. You know, you've got the young, you know, young fresh guy coming through, and who's, mm. you know, who's unproven, but potentially could be pretty great. And, uh, you know, Brown knows this race really well, but it was, you know, it was kind of good. It was, and um, I think, I think it's, it's a satis- more satisfying result when you've really got to fight for it. You know, sometimes we've seen him just run off the front early, early off the bike, and it's been one-way traffic, but... Uh, yeah, he had to fight for it. We did get an email from Daniel from Germany for about Dirk how to say last Dirk Bockel. Bockel, and he's a German short course athlete currently starting for Luxembourg, which is obviously a triathlon club. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, Luxembourg's a country, Bevan. No, but Confederate Troubles. Yeah, so I think he raced with Germany. But oh, maybe, sorry. Maybe, oh, sorry. Okay. Maybe he's uh, yep. had some problems with the German. Good biker for a shorty. He's obviously pretty short. No, I think he's for it. That's me, short course athlete. Oh, God, I'm all over the place, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's struggling here. <laughs> bit too slow to be world class. I got that bit right. You did? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's IMO's poor man's Rasmus Henning. So he's, yeah, I, yeah, I think he could do quite well. I think he's got more. He got 25th at the Olympics. Um, so I think he's got a bit more running in him. If he can bike like that and if he can hold it together, second. Well, it was his first Ironman, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's good. Pretty great. He has been up there training all summer. Um, he's been staying with the Doherty's. Uh, so he's been up there pretty much all summer training. Well, apparently the German short course guys are coming because you got him, you got Jan, you got Andreas. <laughs> That'd be Jan. Yeah. Jan. Yeah. 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 We say it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Andreas Raylert. He's uh, he's got second to trend. So it's 70.3 champs. Yep. 
I haven't heard of uh, Michael Rayner before. He's a younger Young brother. Who's a bit of a hell bike rider. Another? Actually, at the gym at the moment, there's a guy who started working at gym, a French guy who got 15th in Athens. In, in what, marathon? No, in triathlon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, um, oh, it might be um, Andrea's boyfriend, Laurent. No, because no. his girlfriend's there as well. And yeah, it's not Andrea? No, it's something like, no, she works at the gym. Yeah. yeah something like Stefan, I think it is. The Olympics, because he came up to me at the gym and he said, Oh, yeah, do triathlon. I said, Oh, yeah. And he goes, I got 15th at the Olympics. And I was like, Okay, you're all right. I'll find out about this. I'll come back with the truth. I'll John. come back with a true story next week. He got bloody 15th at the un- under fives <laughs> triathlon 27 years ago. Olympia. Yeah. So I, I'm in New Zealand. I'm pretty happy with the day. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we had lots of emails from listeners coming through saying they had great races and hard races and bad races and all the kind of races you guys have. I was um, I was painting uh, painting a room at home, so I had the laptop just going, and, went, and this was sort of towards the finish, and so I was just checking when people were finishing. But I did notice when I flicked on earlier in the day, um, it was the first thing that I saw on the screen was somebody wearing an IM talker, and I think it might have been an Ironman talk jersey. So number 517, Zania Morrison from Christchurch. Was it her? Had a strong race. I saw the number nice. 517. I thought, go check that out. And it was Zania. Good Zania. Yeah. And then I saw another one when um, on the run when Gina was sort of coming towards her finish. She was obviously lapping somebody in an, an IM talk jersey. Hey, we don't care. They got and, on the profile. Uh, and they got some, some coverage as well. Apparently there were a few jerseys out there, actually. Nice. Got some emails from that, so... We're not going to name everyone who sent through their emails, but just well done everyone who was racing on the weekend. It's obviously a pretty big day, and um, just great to see you guys getting out there and doing it, eh? We've got a, we've got a bit of an issue with the organisers. They must have heard the heard our episode or your episode on moisturiser face care, and they had Murray the Holy Hammer Lapworth yeah. send me through a text saying they've given us bloody moisturiser. Murray, and start face. using it, mate, because you're not getting any younger, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, Christ. Make sure you go back and listen to that show again. It's not just about the moisturiser, John, also the cleanser. Eye we, cream as well. Eye cream as well. We did get an email through from someone saying they want to cancel their subscription. <laughs> no longer want this crap. <laughs> I'll, I'll back that. I did. I, the, the ballistic hammer yeah. did say he started getting some, and his wife was surprised he asked for it. Wow, we're changing lives here, John, mm. for the better. Okay, Israel man, what happened? Israel man, we, we talked about that last week, uh, and when we went to air, we didn't have the women's results. So the first in the female division at uh, Israel man was Shani Zibberman of Jerusalem. She nice. won in 14 hours and 6 minutes. That's a good effort. Now, Daniel's actually been doing his piece for us this week. Chrissy to race and wrote. Mm, be interesting. Now, the funny thing is, is that she's talking about it, but Felix hasn't actually put anything up on their website yet. Okay. So that's interesting. Well, maybe he has now, but like up until yesterday, he hadn't. So okay. and very interesting, eh? Yeah, she's in the news at the moment. She's, I see she's signed up with Canada, and that's plastered all over the different uh, websites. <laughs> so she, she's obviously on a bit of a quest for, for new sponsors now. She's not with Team BB. And uh, What do you reckon they'd give her? What do you reckon she'd kind of deal with you get? I don't know. She'd get a pretty big, pretty sizable amount of cash. I think she can demand a, yeah. a lot. I think, yeah. you know, and uh, and I think she'll deliver it. You know, she's, you know, when you when you get the triathlete magazines in October, who's going to be in there? It's going to be Chrissy, mm. and then mm. whoever the guys will be crazy, and they're just plastered everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and it's not just the Cannondale guys. You know, when she's she's on there, and if she's all her other sponsors' products, they'll put pictures in, in the magazines. Congratulations mm. to Chrissy, and she'll either be running or riding. So I think yeah. for the bike guys, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. And we saw what happened when when Norman came along with um, Kyoto, yeah. a brand nobody had really heard of, and, and he made it a big brand. So I think it's a good move. And yeah, does it not get as much credibility just because she's a talented athlete? Like the thing is, 
oh no, that doesn't make sense. But the thing is, is that like Norman, he came along, he was just the gun rider, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he just kind of changed, you know, he was just miles above everyone else. Whereas she, because she's kind of all rounded, you're not going to necessarily like, I don't know, you kind of looked at Norman and thought maybe it was the bike. Whereas yeah. with Chrissy, you don't. Well, Chrissy would have killed everybody on the bike this year if it hadn't been for the the CO2 cartridge issue. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Well, is this a rumour or is this a fact? A new North American IM will be announced in the next week or so. I had this emailed in from a source, source. fairly reliable and has come from a very reliable inside source. So nice. I'm loving that we get the inside goss. Yeah. So Makes it, me feel important. It sounds highly likely there's going to be a new North American Ironman announced. Okay, let's make predictions. Rumour on the street is it may be Vegas. Um, oh. That's what I think a lot of people Would you want to race in Vegas? It's pretty hot in Vegas. Well, it depends what time of the year they do it. They do the Silverman just up the road from there and yeah. I guess it's if you did it, I don't know. It'd be uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Well, there's, the, there's demand out there though. Obviously, yeah, they follow it, won't they? Yeah, on the first day, yeah. we'll sell out on the yeah. internet. Uh, another new event. We've got we we talked about the Ironman uh, coming up in Ireland, so that's an, uh, the new Iron Distance race. They're also having an extreme triathlon, sort of a exterior type event. So if you want to check that out, go to Ironman.org. E I R E M A N. I'll put a link to that on www.im.com. Uh, new events. We're always keen on helping out new events. And uh, Nina Craft runs a 245 marathon. Interesting. Not too bad, eh? Not too shabby. You would have had about three minutes. I would have smacked her. Yeah. <laughs> you, would have, uh, you would have had brownie by a minute in, like, at yeah, the weekend. Smacked as well. Yeah. Sure, I hadn't done the bike or the, uh, on the swim, but. So apparently, yeah. she's moved to the States. Apparently, she lives in uh, Claremont now, uh, which is sort of. But we saw this with Fickler as well, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, she did like but a 240 something, didn't she? she? She was quicker than that, I think. Yeah. Um, so, really going to be interesting to see what happens with Nina Craft. You know, she's um, clearly, when she was on the juice, she was pretty fast. And, and, <laughs> okay. and, yeah, there was a slight advantage yeah, there. And, and prior to that, she was still fast, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I think she's 40 now. So, um, oh, really? Yeah, inter- interesting. So, time's kind of going towards well, the end. Natasha Badman's still still sort of that age and, and still smoking, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay, my question is, John Torenzo Baronizoni says Iron Man is the best way to do triathlon, but you're trying to prove it's not, aren't you, John? No. I to you is leading the way and creating stars. That's what they're doing. Well, as we, we talked about this before. <clears throat> it, it was interesting with Bob Babbitt last week. Uh, we had a lot of emails in saying that a lot of people enjoyed the interview with him. Yep. But you know about him saying that uh, you know the pros have got to stand up and, and say what they can deliver to race organisers. And I agree yeah, I kind of thought top. maybe after the interview, I thought we probably should have challenged him a little bit more. Yeah, because yeah. we kind of just listened. Didn't yeah. we? we didn't actually kind of come back. Yeah. So I, th- I think he's, he's got a point, but I think the, the WTC have got a responsibility in the relationship as well in terms of um, helping make the stars. Yeah. And ITU, man, they are going for it this year. So. Yeah, laying the hammer down. So they've got a $3.6 million prize pool for, for the whole new world series that they're setting up and I think one of the things I really like with what they're doing is they're setting up a gold group and that's basically the top 15 athletes yep. um, which sort of incorporates the Beijing so it's based on rankings it's kind of some of them rankings they're basically the, the, the top three from Beijing get automatically go into that group um, and a few other automatic entries and then the rest is done on rankings okay. so with that gold group they get funding to go to the races they get paid extra money to be there sort of a um, little bit of appearance fee because they've got to do the, all the Press PR releases and, and, stuff, PR yeah, yeah. and stuff, and so they're really pushing for those guys to get higher profiles, and great. I think it's a great thing. And the prize money is fantastic. So for each world world series race, you know, it's eighteen thousand US for first place, and it goes down to a thousand for fifteenth. Yep. Compare that to a lot of the Ironman races, they get eight and a half thousand for first, and it yep. goes down to five hundred dollars for tenth place. Yep. 
and then the grand finals thirty thousand US for the winner, and then in the series there's seventy five thousand dollars. How many the races winner. are there? Fifteen. No, there's about uh, there's a I think there's either seven or eight. I think there might be seven plus the uh, the, the finale. Okay. So. I think they're onto a real winner here and creating some stars, putting some money in, and I think it's going to create more. So if you win, if you win the overall, you get a bonus pool of seventy five thousand. Yeah, and wow, and so you would have won quite a bit of money anyway because you've obviously done well in events. You've got, I think it counts. You've got to do three races plus the fourth one, so your four best scores count. Oh, okay. um, in terms of the points thing, so you could do all of them. It's not for. They just take your top four. Top four. Okay. And uh, I think it's going to be great. We're going to see so much head to head racing with all the big guns, and hopefully they they. You know, some of the races are going to be pancakes uh, in terms of nice and flat, so it's going to come down to the, to the run. But hopefully, they'll they'll make Mix some, it up a bit. some challenging ones. You know, Athens was such a great great event, and uh, Triathlon New Zealand is is, um, is buzzing. You know, you talked we Bevan and I were talking about it just before we started. You know, the Ironman at the weekend. Uh, yeah, got so much exposure, didn't it? Yeah, like the the um, we've got two main TV stations in New Zealand: TV One and TV Three. Yeah, TV Three. Um, national news at you know six o'clock. They do their whole sports segment pretty much every year now, yep. live from the Ironman venue, and they have yep. Cameron on there live. So it's um, it's great stuff. So it's getting some uh, it's a good momentum in New Zealand. And even on one of our big current affairs programs, something similar to maybe like a sixty minutes. They had a whole segment on it last night. So mm. yeah, no, it is. It's getting lots of exposure. So triathlons kicking butt, but ITU's taking Even the money. Yeah. So we're thinking about that. So what people were saying, you know, like it's kind of up to the athlete to go to the organisers and say, you know, blah blah blah. Isn't it kind of a bit of a two-way thing? Oh, totally. You know, a, a big part of this money that they get for the ITU is basically the TV rights that they've sold them. You know, yeah. they've sold the series. And why don't I don't know if they maybe already do this, but why don't WDC say, right, we've got this 15 race series. Let's really pump it and sell the whole series. I know it's difficult because it's a franchise sort of operation. And, and maybe the individual franchises are responsible for their own TV coverage, but if you can go to you know the ESPN or whatever, but and it needs say, to be made right, a better package, doesn't it? It does because Iron Man is not a very good support for TV. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to have eight hours of Iron Man on a Saturday no. afternoon. No, you just need you need to have a, a with ITU. They have a, a one hour show, which is probably forty minutes, forty five minutes of coverage. Yeah, and I think you can do great forty five minutes of coverage with with Iron Man. Um, you see what they do with Kona every year, and it is a good little package. So my question is, you know, you talked to I had an interview with someone from America on the weekend. And he was saying, you know, like, you know, ITU doesn't even really exist in America. Is this going to make an impact in America? It's difficult. I I think it's... You know, like, you know, Greg Bennett, you know, we talk, you know, Bob was talking about him last week, you know, Greg Bennett's, you know, superstar in ITU. Yeah. And whereas most people don't even know who he is in America. It's true, but when you look at a lot of the American races, the big races, the short course ones, they all sell out like Ironman races, yep. you know. So I think it's... Um, it's big, but I think the magazines uh, tend to follow the yeah, and, and, and yeah, the, the stars. The, the, yeah, I agree. The stars in America uh, are not the same as the stars in, in the Ironman world, and I think that that is not going to change because the magazines now are so intertwined with WTC, and it's getting going to get worse. No, the magazines, I don't buy the magazines. Are the magazines, um, you know, are they, are they objective? Do you see much criticism of WTC in them? No, not a lot. No. And I think that's going to get worse and worse because that whole group is, is yeah, buying into the American person, magazine. Yeah. So I think that's it's real danger times over there for um, for getting a, a, a nice even yeah. spread of the news. Luckily, there's some great podcasts out there. That's right. <laughs> they, and you, you know they, they don't they won't do such big coverage on things like Rote and yeah. uh, and and the non WTC ra- non WTC races. That's what takes all the coverage. 
Well, that makes you wonder about the reporting, doesn't it? Mm. But that's a discussion for another day, John. It is. And look at that for a leader. Actually, do we have any bite jerseys, John? Now, we weren't going to do bite jerseys, but the New Zealand dollar sucks. And so for everybody overseas, we thought, well, why don't we do this and get you guys some cheap jerseys? There's been a few guys that have been emailing in. So basically, we're going to have, let's see, what's what's the date today? It's about the... um, Must be the 7th. So we we'll have a cut off. We have a cut off date as the, 30, the th- end of March. End of March. If you want to order a bike jersey, they are one hundred and fifteen dollars New Zealand plus shipping. Um, so if you're in the states or the UK, they're one hundred and thirty dollars. So that works out at. Well, like in um, US at the moment, it's about sixty five bucks. That's including shipping. Including shipping, and they're full zip. Full zip. <laughs> so you've got to love the full zip. <laughs> uh, nice. We're coming out to summer for all you, for everybody in the northern hemisphere. They're a popular jersey. You see them at races. Wait, what's going on? I think my printer's just turning up. Wait a second. I'm oh, putting you on pause. Oh, oh. Here, here we go. It's better than the printer. The new computer's arrived. You're so, so excited and you can't hide it. I know. I am so excited. I just can't hide it. I got the new iMac because we've been having issues with this old piece of crap. Well, no, it was a great computer, but it's a little bit old. Yeah. And I bought myself the new 24-inch iMac. Look at it, John. You have to admit it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? That is pretty big. Big uh, computer. Next week, we're going to be recording on it. You can get to touch it. No more pauses. No more pauses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have noticed over the last few months, sometimes we cut in, cut, gaps, in it, yeah. cut in and out a bit. It's because... We have some computer issues. And the processing on this old computer is a little bit slow, but now I've got my new 24 minutes. It's in the box, and to be honest, I haven't been bothered recording the show anymore, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. It's a 25-minute show today. Okay. What were we talking about before this? Bike jerseys. Oh, okay, yeah. If you want to get bike jersey, uh, email us in. I'll flick out an order form, and uh, you just pay through PayPal. And if you're a Kiwis, you can do bank transfers. And it must like be, how much before. would it be with the pound? No, pound's not so good. Okay, wait a second, I'm going to do it. You, you talk for a second. Okay, so it's $115 New Zealand. Oh, I've got to go New Zealand first. New Zealand dollar. New Zealand dollar, New Zealand dollar, New Zealand dollar. Here's New Zealand dollar, and then we'll go pound. The sterling, the British. Good old sterling. sterling. How many? What are you 115. Probably with shipping? 130. 45 bucks, basically. 45 pounds. <laughs> no brainer. No brainer. No brainer. Actually. Let's do a discussion. I'll talk about this later. Discussion of the week. So last week we had a discussion of the week. And who sent it through? Rich Coleman sent through and he said we're going to do the three-tier system to get into Hawaii. Now, what was the system he was thinking of? You basically can do a race in the European Championship, an American Championship, and an Austria-Asian Championship. Yeah, so no, you basically have, you have sort of qualifying events. So if you go and do a standard Ironman, you, you go into then do a regional race, and then you can, uh, if you do well in your regional yeah. race, and you can, that feeds in. So you basically go from your regional to a... National or kind of a regional area, a continent kind of thing, yep. and then to Hawaii. Yep. Would you have to do that? So you'd have to do two races in a year. Well, two and then Kona. So I think that's I think that's the floor. Maybe you could do it over a two-year period. Maybe. Oh, no, I can do that. I think. No, you don't like that. No, I don't, don't, don't <laughs> even do that. <laughs> Veto. Let, let's see what everybody else had to say. Okay. Here we go. You so start, da- Daniel, good old Daniel, said it's a nice idea, but very unrealistic. Nice because it in, um, endorses a performance attitude, altitude. Unrealistic because it won't happen like that. Number one, people would have to plan three Ironman races um, and try to get 6,000 potential Kona candidates to submit their plans to three definite uh, dates in a row. It might work with 70.3 as qualifiers, but even with four qualifiers, you'd have to award parties with 500 guys running the front and causing a big bureaucracy. I think he's talking about drafting there. WTC won't like it financially. In our little world, every second guy might be Fast, a fast Kona freak, but in reality, there are a maximum of 200 people in each race that really care about a slot. The rest are <laughs> the rest are the rather slow athletes who want a good race and an M dot medal. 
they are the ones who make the races and sell out so quickly. Ben Furtick loves them more than he loves me. Uh, number four, Andrew Kerr is right. I'll do Andrew Kerr next. Okay. And my to- toes are staying where they are. I think somebody gave reference to chopping their toes off. Oh, to do Kona. My, yeah, that was a good question, that one. Andrew Kerr, remove the lottery in the charity places and then start qualifications over again. World Championships for qualified athletes. Controversy. Yeah. Controversy. Uh, Jay Waters, he said, I've, uh, I've never been to Kona. Just for record, I think Andrew, now T-Rex, he did Kona this weekend and it was a sixth Ironman. He did Kona this weekend. Oh, that not Kona. himself. Yeah, by himself. Nice one. Ironman New Zealand this weekend. Well done, T-Rex. Uh, Jay Waters, who also did Ironman New Zealand this weekend. Um, I've never been to Kona and I'm not a race organiser, so maybe others can explain why. But I can't see why they don't just increase the size of the field at Kona um, somehow to accommodate more slots. The three-tier system seems a bit too challenging for most other than those with lots of money and um, time to train. Perhaps we introduce a points performance lottery system that would be better than a random lottery. For example, the top 10 age group places wins two chances to a lottery and the top 20 age group places win one chance or something like this. I totally agree with Gary. Kona should be about competing, not completing. But of course, all age groupers and disabled slash challenge athletes should be given the opportunity to compete as they are now, not just the elite pros. Well, we're doing it the wrong way around. I should have gone first because your T-Rex, they referenced the wrong, you know? Uh, Gary, what about the guy that Gary, did just remember, I don't do yours anymore because he tried to put Bevan on that stupid... Yeah, no, but he site. didn't. Yeah. But but it didn't, John. He, Maybe he has now. I'm hoping he has. We should check it out. Hot triathletes. We, we've talked about this. I'm actually on it, John. And I'm 10 out of 10. <laughs> there was intent. I don't like the intent. If you think it, yeah. is it bad? Well. You know? Let's get deep. Okay. What about the guy that had a sub nine in his first time man but missed the champs due to sickness? Is it fear that he misses out? Is that fear? Like, it's not the race organizer's fault you got sick. Exactly. You know, that's pretty tough. At least in principle, he could enter another Ironman if he missed out the first. What do you reckon in that case? Well, as you said, he could, he could go and enter another one. So no, I no, but like, you know, would he be able to do Kona? Would he have to qualify for Kona again? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you don't reckon Kona should, if you get sick or injured, that they shouldn't hold your slot back a year? No, you've got to race again. Okay, you know how cool you are. Yep. To be honest, getting into Kona would continue to get get harder with more entrants, more people taking sabbaticals to train full-time, and more races, and therefore less slots to go around. You've got to be at least at the top of your game to stand a chance. People need to get real and realise that... Just by getting being good and training regularly isn't enough to get you to Kona. Either dedicate yourself or stop living in false hope. I'm sure we all like to think that we, if we had the time, money, etc., we could get to Kona. But the sad fact is that we can't, not unless you make it your number one goal for a number of years. So leave it as it is. If you wanted to get it easy in, would it be worth it? Um, before it was seen as superhuman competing in AIM, now anyone can rightly do it. Leave Kona for qualifications, the distinction from those that can compete from those that can't compete. I think uh, he makes a point there about it getting a little bit harder in some races, and I think sometimes it is. I was looking at some of the age group results over the weekend from Taupo. Some age, age groups stayed about the same as last year. Some got a bit harder, like I know in the 45 to 49 age group, um, the Holy Hammer, he was sort of thinking that if you went around about 10... How did he go? He did 10.15. Yeah. So it was it was a big PB, but he was hoping to go quicker. Yeah. But he, he I think he was sort of estimating that anything under about 10.20, 10.25 would get you in in that age group. And I think 10.06 was the, what oh, you had to do. So he, he wouldn't have gone anyway. But yeah. um, it was. Uh, I think some of those age groups are getting quite a bit quicker. 
final one I had was Morton uh, Liebash um, with a three-tier qualification system. Age groupers who have to race three Ironmans in a year. That's excessive for almost everyone. It's a bad idea. But I like the regional championship idea. I just don't know how to implement it um, well without a three-tier system. And really, let's lose the lottery and charity crap. It adds nothing to the whole spectacle on Hawaii and takes away from the honest, hard-working age group athletes. Remember, a day without training is a day further from your goal. Oh, nice. Richard Baldwin, let's face it, 90% of competitors have no chance of making it through to Hawaii through a combination of time restraints or the hard-natured deal dealt to them in terms of athletic ability. It's kind of harsh. But many of these folks would cut up body parts for an opportunity to go to the Big Island to see, so some people would. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with the lottery as such, but there is absolutely should be a way for the average Joe to qualify. Perhaps you could compete a certain number of events either way but this should be not be just a gig for the elites. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, John? I think people have brought up some good thoughts here, and it's something you've talked about in the past. Is I think if you do, say, maybe five or ten Ironmans, yep. then you can maybe go into a lottery. Maybe you don't get an automatic slot to Kona, but I don't like people just being able to go in a lottery and just go, oh, I'm going to go to Kona. I don't mind the lottery. I just don't think the amount of slots that are in the lottery is the problem. You so, know? So, so my idea is... If you do, you give it a number, whether it's 5 or 10. If you do 5 or 10 Ironman races, you go in a lottery and, uh, and then you get your chance to go there. So then that keeps that thing. But I think, as you said, I either completely get rid of, get rid of the random lottery or reduce it down. Um, and I really like the idea of a regional championship, but I haven't quite figured out how you'd sort of fit that in. Um, and I think, you know, for, for these races that sell out in the States and sell out all the ones that sell out in Europe, have a lottery for those ones and give, the, give people, if they want to go on a bloody free-for-all lottery, they can go on that thing. Well, does it have to be the elite race? You know, like, the thing is, is that Kona's turned into where the elites go. You know, it's the age group championship, it's the world championship, so you're going to get the elite guys there. And that's kind of the appeal of the race, but at the same time, it's kind of what's hurting the race. Like, you know, like, the average Joe can't do Kona now unless they can fluke a bloody lottery slot. Now, back in the day, anyone could do Kona, mm. and it wasn't necessarily just the elites guys, it was anyone could turn up to Kona. It wasn't, it's only really been the last 10, 15 years, isn't it, that it's gone? Yeah, to 15-ish. The, yeah, yeah. Where, where people have to be really classy to even get to mm. Kona. How about it be where, <clears throat> you know, you do an Ironman, and if you want to go to Kona, you tick a box, and then everyone who ticks that box throughout the year goes into a lottery, and then... You don't, 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 don't. <laughs> you, you, you could have that idea, but well, it's just you know, like now, it, it, you know, it, let's face it, Kona is the elite race. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and you know, it seems to be the feeling that people don't like the lottery. And mm. so, really, if you want to go to Kona, you just got to you have to make those sacrifices. You have to mm. you know commit a lot of time and money, and maybe sacrifice other areas of your life. And you know, you could hope for the lottery slot, but really, and, and it's really only a few people who basically have got a bit of natural ability and got time and money to do this. And the mm. average Joe, it, you know, Kona is just not realistic now. And, you know, whereas if you did something like that, then, you know, someone who, you know, done a slower Ironman could dream of going to Kona. It's, I don't think they need to right. find a way of addressing it. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think, you know, but, but as I say, I think if you have enough cracks, you know, if you go five or ten cracks and then you go on a, a lottery, which is quite... <coughs> Yeah, you've got a, you've got a decent, half decent chance of getting in. I think that's 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 perhaps a way of addressing it. Are we going to talk about the uh, the expensive way of doing it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's. Oh, I thought that was yeah, that's that, that's uh, next week's topic. That's that's this. Oh, okay, this so we got an email through from. Do you know who sent the email? Let's yeah, have a look. Uh, it was Neil Russ sent it through. A couple of people might have sent it through. Good old Neil Russ. Okay, so we got an email through, and, and they've, I am have brought out this new executive challenge, and uh, I don't know the website, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll find out the website. And we'll have a link on the website. But if you if you go onto Ironman.com, there's a, there's a link on there. It's called the Ironman Executive Challenge. And basically, you're paying around seven thousand US, aren't you? It's something like that. So you get all, you get looked after. You, you go in there and you have all the 
Did you do your accommodation? I think so. But I think it's it's basically preferential treatment if you're an, a, a top executive. So you only get a special place in, in transition area. And you get all this... Um, you get to sit in the VIP bit and you, know, yeah. you, you get to and, rub hands with Matt. And, no, this is probably one of the critical ones, is there's more there's slots being allocated to people who go on this executive challenge. Yeah. So um, so let's be realistic. There's not going to be many people going on that challenge. No. I think it's three spots. It's, it's not a lot. No. And it's only for American races. Yep. So it's not huge. But still. But still. You know, it's, you're basically paying for privilege, aren't you? Yep. Paying for privilege and paying for spots. So we'd like to know what you guys think of this. And I, I would actually like to know, because we've got, probably got some really wealthy listeners, if you're really wealthy and this is something that's quite achievable, you know, dropping 7,000 bucks just to enter a race wouldn't concern you, would you do it mm. as well? So, you know, maybe if you don't want to put your name in because you're really wealthy and you just don't want to kind of stand out about that, is it something that would appeal to you as well? Is this a good thing for the sport, basically? Mm. Mm. I don't think this is going to be. I think you've got some views on this, John. I'll have my comments on that next week. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's been a long look at that. I, I told Bevan we're padding. There's no coach's corner this week. We're padding the news. Okay, news has been long. We need to pad it. It's bloody long. Okay, here we go. Let's put some music on, John, and we'll look at the computer while we're doing it. Okay. Ripper of the Week and John did just mention because I've got my new computer sitting next to us right now that we're going to have some new music next week it's exciting times are here oh mate oh we didn't see X-Try okay no we're going to do that next week okay we're going to do that next week X-Try's got all your the latest news and uh, lots of good interviews up there go to xtry.com they're going to start putting us on their website so each week we're just going to give them a bit of a play because it's pretty cool that they're going to put us on their website so anyway uh, if you want some good news go to xtry they're pretty great but anyway age group of the week so we got an email through from who is it from it's good old Thomas Peoples mm. one of the only two people who's had a show named after one, him Mr Peoples is one of those people he's one of those people Hope you're not recording yet. Well, we are, but that was last week, so. <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. Still listening intently and loving the, my grandma socks. We must have sent him some socks over, which is good. Anyhow, before I am New Zealand, nominations are flooding in, and we have got a few of those, haven't we? So keep them coming. I'd like to nominate Dave Chappell. In 1509, in black tissue at Norseman. Norseman. Norseman, recently winning the Iceman 12K trial race by a mere three seconds. Being involved in an accident whilst on his assembly ride in Vancouver Worlds where a car went into him, yet he still managed to come 59th in the age group of 151-23. And he managed to, while organising the working Woking Athlathon Series. Jeez, I'm over the place, aren't I? Aquathon Series. So, age, Dave Chapman. Dave Chapman, age group of the week. So, let's, let's go in a bit more detail here. So, he did Norseman. Norseman. Solid effort. Always Would you like to do that one? Oh, but that's the stage. one. That's the crazy one, isn't it? It's when you jump off the boat into the fjords. Yeah, we and, saw the video and, of it. And then you uh, climb up the up the mountain on the run. And we actually uh, no honourable mention. I forgot about this. From honourable mention. Honourable mention. Um, the girl who won Norseman, I think it was last year. Was it Jenny Gowans? Yeah. She was this is Kiwi. Kiwi first age grouper at Ironman New Zealand. Oh really? Uh, first age grouper overall. overall age- wow. And she was quite high up too. Wow. I think she was in the top ten. Oh, that's so, not so, We should actually, at the end of the show, we'll go back to Ironman New Zealand and give a bit of a plug for the first age groupers, and we'll double check that she was. Actually, okay. no, I know the guy, but the, guy, the first age grouper at Ironman New Zealand was um, Craig Kirkwood, and he's a former New Zealand marathon champion, so yeah. interesting to see how, him cranking along. See, I've been through it. Ben Fui, New Co- Zealand kayaker, he got. 12th in his age group. 12th in his. 30 34. And he got a Kona spot. 
Oh, did he? No, he didn't get 12th. He got 6th. Well, they said on the website, 12th. No, he got 6th. Oh. He did 9 hours 40. Yep. So he was a New Zealand kayaker. He finished... So has he finished kayaking now? He's having a year out. Oh, really? He got silver in Athens, and I think he got 4th in Beijing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he very solid. So he's going to Kona. Very good. Um, so, anyway, this is about Dave Chapman, John. Dave Chapman, your age group of the week. Uh, Norseman, solid effort. Always got to love sprint finishes. Have you had many sprint finishes in your time? I have had a couple, and I'd usually come out second best. Oh, dear, why is that? I'm just, I'm not a sprinter. Oh. I was last night at training last night, and um, there's a, a, one of the good local girls, Julia Grant, and we're like, we're doing these strides, 100-meter strides. She was like gassing me, and I said, I'm never getting into a sprint finish for you. I can't sprint. I my my tactic is always to try to burn them off and really? with um you know five hundred to go or something like that if yeah. I'm ever with anybody. Yeah. So uh Have you ever won a sprint? Come on, I'm sure you remember that one time. Really? Well really. I I haven't had a head to head win, but yeah. I've had like I remember a couple of times I've had sort of people coming up on me and then I've had to sort of sprint away and I've got away, yeah. but not a not a head to head. The best sprint ever was uh Gemmel and Doherty and yeah. and that, that race in New Plymouth. Well, in the Ironman yeah. New Zealand in 1990. That actually, that, that probably just about takes a cake. That's a better sprint, because yeah. that was actually closer. That yeah. was right on the finish line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and because he disappeared out of nowhere and yeah. came back in. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see that, actually, I'll put that on YouTube. So yeah. you look up YouTube and look up Bevan and James Isles or IM Talk, IM Man Talk will be under, and uh, you'll see yeah, you'll see the greatest finish in Ironman history. Eh? It was amazing, awesome. especially in an Ironman. Oh, yeah. You know, like phenomenal. Got old school Ken Glass mullet all over the yeah. place. Yeah, and there were big glasses. Yeah. Oh, it says. Speedos, he was in Speedos. In Speedos, that's how you do it. And good old uh, Dave Chapman got 151 in Vancouver. Crappy so. conditions. Was it? It's pretty fast time. Solid. But that, pretty fast time and he got 59th. But that could have been because there was a duathlon option. It was, uh, it was a crazy day in Vancouver. Oh, was it? Mm. All over some, the people, place? some people swam, some people ran. Why, at the same time? Yeah, no, some people, like they, I think some of the juniors did this, did the triathlon and then they cancelled the swim for the rest and some of the oh, women did it. It was all over the place. Okay. So, Dave Chapman, you are our age, age grouper of the week. week. One, two, three, four, half five. It isn't quite moisturising. It's not quite moisturising. But it's not bad. It's triathlon specific. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping on. So, I was watching um, Iron Man at the, at the weekend. And you're getting frustrated, weren't you, John? And, and also um, challenged Wanaka earlier this year. And, you know, I think this is my, my point number one. Well, wait, wait well, let's, I, name what it's about. let's name what it's about. <laughs> Five things not to worry too much about. So don't get all days. stressed about these things, John, because it's a waste of your energy, isn't it? It is a waste of your energy. You know, and it's just not worth it. So if I'd, if I'd been down doing Wanaka and I'd come out of a swim and I'd peaked at my watch, I would have been around about 53, 54 minutes and I would yep. have been going... That's not too flash me. No, it would have ruined your day. Would have, could have, you know, could have ruined my day. I'm normally a sort of 49, 50 minute guy. Yep. Um, so I think there's a critical point is when you come out of the swim, you look at your watch. What about see Richard what, Usher? Do you think he would have been a bit stressed? He could have been a bit stressed. <laughs> but, but, but don't worry too much about your swim time because conditions can play such a big part of the day. The course could be set slightly differently. So in Wanaka, everybody across the board this year was around about three minutes slower. And, um, okay, but let's wait a second. With this one here, if you're on a race, do you use a watch when you're swimming? I do. And can you see it? Because no. sometimes it's underneath you. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about people who like to look at their watch during the swim? Let's say you're halfway through the swim and you're behind on your time. Oh no, I wouldn't stress at all. I wouldn't so look. still just swim to your plans. Swim oh, yeah. swimming. I wouldn't. I would just swim, <coughs> swim to effort, um, and and draft your way through the swim. I think one thing to remember as well is that it's behind you. You can't change it anyway. Mm. So it's not worth your energy focusing on yeah. it. Some of the elites. 
Yeah. Slightly different story. And if you're trying to win your age group, maybe. Yeah, slightly different story. But in general, uh, don't worry about swim time because conditions can play such a big, such a big part in the day. So uh, just chill out, accept the swim time, carry on with your day. Okay, nice. Hammerhead's passing you early on the bike. They're either going fast or they're better than you. And that's true. I remember the last time I did Ironman New Zealand, there was that guy who rode for the UK. Yeah. And I was feeling pretty good on the bike, and he yeah. just blew past me, man. Yeah. I was like, it was like, whoa. It was like, it was doing like a 10K time trial. Uh, but yeah, you just got to accept, you got to sit in your zone and accept that people are either faster than you or they're going too hard. Um, Particularly too hard early on out of the swim. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, first, first 20K of the bike, just get in your zone. Then then you can maybe sort of settle into groups. And if people slowly go past you, then you can sort of maybe start no, to... No, this guy didn't slow down. He Honestly, it was oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I lost sight of him in like a minute. Yeah. He was yeah. just like, you know, not normally they kind of slowly creep away. He was just like, boom. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I've, I've had that experience several times. Yeah. Especially when I'm at a Kona, man. I had guys just coming past me incredibly fast. Oh, I, see, I had a real terrible... I swam an hour 10 in Kona, so yeah. I was... A, You're okay. Yeah, I was okay. <laughs> okay back there. <laughs> Number three... Um, passing people aggressively when there really is no time to be gained is not good etiquette. You know, for example, if you're coming out of the swim and you've got a small exit to get out you're of there, pushing, pushing and barging, <laughs> dropping the shoulder, I see it happening. Tackle them. <laughs> and it's, it's not cool. It's just it's not going to gain you any time and it's not going to gain you any friends. And uh, So just chill out a little bit. Okay, just chillax. It's my new word, John. Chillax. chillax. Just okay. chillax. Word of the week. Word of the week. You haven't got a six. Okay, peeing on someone. (laughs) Don't stress about peeing on someone. Hey, look, if they're too close, they should be getting soaked, shouldn't they? Exactly. Well, that's on the bike. What about if you're running? Because you pee when you're running? I don't pee when I I stop if I'm running because I don't want want my shoes. I try to keep my shoes as dry as possible for as long as possible because once they get water in, they get pretty heavy pretty fast. So I try to keep my shoes um, dry and even when I'm pouring water over my head, I sort of try to keep it. A little yeah, bit dry. A bit of a like a rock bit, of a, bit of a rock <laughs> on my head. Here she goes dancing. So um, yeah, but when you're on the bike, pee away. Don't stress too much about who's behind you, and uh, just let it, let it all out. Just let it all out. Lastly, number five, we should think of a six. Wear extra clothing if you know it's going to be crappy conditions. It's better to lose a few seconds than getting cold. Mm. And then you know what? If it's crappy conditions and you know that before the race, uh, I suppose there is the cool factor. But just some of your old clothes that you can chuck anyway. Mm. You know, that maybe you can just disperse of throughout the race if it's not. I've talked needed. about it before and wrote, you know, we, we both put on bike jerseys and yeah. went and it was coolish, but it wasn't cold. But guys that were just wearing Speedos were just freezing. Yeah, so, yeah. And a good investment of your time and something not to worry about is to. Well, if you get sick and you start to get actually like really sick during the race and yeah. you run, it's going to really hurt you in time. Yeah. So, can we think of a six? Because, you know, we like to do six for the high five. Things not to worry about when you're racing. Things not to worry about. If you miss an aid station, well, on the bike, that can be um, something worth worrying about. If, you no, know, but it's a focus more than stress. Yeah, if you yeah. miss the first bottle, don't stress too much. Yep. Um, and you know, there's, there's generally plenty of opportunities to grab an extra bottle through the aid station. Okay, so that's our high five for this week. Triathlon specific high five for oh, this no, week. So was moisturizer. Because <laughs> we're outside a lot and the sun, John. That's right. Remember that. Jesus Christ. There's some music. Next week's new music, John. New music. <laughs> That was actually pretty good there, John. That was pretty nice. sharp of us, yeah, yeah, I must say. So we've got an email through from, let's have a look at who it's from, Jonbo. Jonathan like give, Crick, I think it was. I'll go with Jonathan Crick. And he's gave us a website called swimplan.com. And what it basically does is you sign up 
and it gives you a swim program for free for free and we like that don't we so so I click on a Google, Google ad see I've just done that and made them yeah. some money yeah yep. I do wonder how they're going to make a lot of money but well, anyway well just because if every time you go on there you click on a Google ad and then it takes you to best swim schools but okay. let's go back to the website we want so the website is swimplan.com yep and I signed up yesterday, went on there, uh, you, you sort of go through, you put your details in, whether you're... So how does it work? Uh, says, okay, you can go. Uh, why don't you just click on... Oh, join probably, for, I don't uh, want to. <laughs> so you basically go in there, click on join for free, you put in your details, you know, whether you're, um, what sort of speed swimmer you are, what sort of pool you're swimming, 25 yard, 50 meter, whatever, yep. um, what you're training for, um, and then it, so then it helps you to build a swim program for that day and you can, I think you can do it pretty much every day and you can say whether you want any butterfly backstroke, breaststroke in there whether you want to utilise um, I was thinking quite detailed yeah whether you want to utilise a swim boy, kickboard, fins yep. etc so you can kind of tailor a little bit and then it just spits out a swim program so um, now does it give you like lots of different programs or just do you have to do that one for every time you go on there well no I think you can go on there and you can then you, each time you log in you can just go make me a program okay. and, um, and you can choose whether you want to what sort of session you want so I only did it for one day and it looked like a, a fine sort of program you know it was it was a sort of standard thing but I, I guess the main thing with this is it's going to keep you keep the interest factor in there if you want to you know really looking to improve your swimming you've got to have a bit of a think about it and how you're going to periodise things out and whether you're going to focus on technique or what and you're going to do squads with coach and stuff like that yeah, yeah but if you're just looking for something if you're just in a general phase of training or if you're just doing this for general fitness I think that's a great website it keeps the sessions interesting gives you a bit of variety and um, yeah it's free well, I think the thing is, is that for me, like I always tried to swim in squads because I just found swimming so bloody boring, and I was never that motivated when I had to swim by myself. I found that if I went to the pool and a coach had a program up on the board that they left from the morning, yeah, that'd be great because I'd go, okay, I'll swim to that, and that would kind of give me something to work towards. And I was never really someone who would do a program before I went in, whereas yeah. you do, don't you? Oh yeah, you always yeah. have a program, and and something like this is great for someone like me in that situation where, you know, I just can't be bothered thinking of a program. Jump on here, get a program, and yeah. swim to that. Give it a crap. Jonathan recommends it. So if it's <coughs> crap, get on this case. <laughs> that's what you do when you do your work for us. We give you crap. <laughs> so uh, that's swimplan.com. Questions and answers. Okay, how's this work here? Let's go. We're going to go. This is from Graham and Rachel Harris. So um, Rachel Harris was our age group of the week a couple of weeks ago from... Yep, she ended up doing Iron Wanaka. Wanaka, Challenge Wanaka. Yep, she was the first Kiwi home on, and she was the first person on Athlinks, wasn't she? First Athlinks, her yep. first home. So I had, the, I had the request of, she's done Coast to Coast, which she found harder, and I thought she had quite a good response here. She that I, sounded I like a very wise woman, to she be honest. Sound like yes. um, and and Rachel, her friend, Zania, was, we mentioned earlier, she had a t-shirt. Small Christchurch. It's oh, that's, that's a bit too small times. In answer to your question about which is harder, the coast to coast or an iron distance race, it's damn, it's a damn sight easier training for an um, iron iron race. No travelling to uh, practice on the course, no buddying up with people for safety reasons, and the technical aspects are less. Coast to coast requires almost 100% concentration at all times. You've got bunch riding to start, you've got technical running and technical kayaking, which can be mentally draining. But I don't feel as physically shattered at the end of the coast as I did at the end of Wanaka. I think the marathon at the end of an Ironman is a real test, as I vowed I'd never do another Ironman again when I cross the line in Wanaka, whereas I don't feel that the same way in Sumner. So I think it's a really interesting point about the mental um, aspect of coast. I hadn't really factored in, you've got to be focused all day yeah. long. Yeah. 
Whereas coast, you can kind of, I mean, um, Ironman, you can kind of just drift off. Yeah, you're not mentally focused zone. on technique and stuff, are you? You're not having no. to think about foot placement and all that kind of crap. It's just the fatigue and keeping on top of you mm. know, nutrition and stuff, whereas I understand, yeah, coast is... And I have to admit, it's one of the reasons multi-sport doesn't appeal to me is to tra- having to travel for tra- um, training and oh, stuff and having to buddy up. Yeah. And it'd just, it just be so much more time, eh? Yeah. Because imagine, like, as Ironman athletes, you know how much you have to actually train. Imagine if you had to, you know, you had to drive for an hour to get to your training or had to coordinate with somebody else to make sure you're kind and then after you kike it, you pick up the other car and oh yeah, oh, bugger that. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for that feedback, Rachel. And uh, you know, you're an age group of the week now. Yeah, and it, it goes it's, down in history, doesn't it? It does. It's not many. It if stays any. up on the on the net for forever at this stage. Yeah, until we go bust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, and uh, we may have talked about this last week. From I think it was uh, from Martin up in Auckland, and we had the. Wait a second. He loves the show. Avid yeah. listener. Nice. Yeah. Like ever listeners. Yep. And when we slagged off WTC the other day... And he was the one who said, sure, we should email them. Yeah. yeah. So I've emailed WTC. Heard back yet? Haven't heard back yet. You haven't even heard back like a PR, like, thanks no, for your email? No, I, I emailed the PR person, so it wasn't like I was emailing Ben Furtick or anything like oh. that. And you haven't heard back? No. But John, I thought they'd be great at, you know, this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure if we try athlete bag. Yep. I know. So anyway... We had another really... But what are we trying to say there, John? We're just saying we haven't heard back. The, the door is open. The door is open. We've tried... The floodgates are open. Mm. And this is from Scott Thompson. This, this is quite a funny one. Um, he wants to know what POMS is. POMS. Because we always go on about the POMS, don't we? And we didn't know, did we? Well, I kind of I knew, I kind of knew it was something about um, property of Her Majesty or something like that. So I went on this bloody funny website, and you've got to put a link up here. It's, okay. Um, Hostelcentral.com. And it had an Australian um, section on it. And it had all these definitions for Australian slang, and God, it was it was really, really funny. Check it out. Put on www.imtalk.me. So a definition, a POM's definition, what an Aussie calls the English. Note, P-O-M, which is POM, yep. actually stands for Prisoner of Mother England. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Which would mean Australians. Um, but, but somehow, somehow it was twisted around. They're twisted around called uh, the English POMs. Oh, there you go. So, there you so go. that's why we call you POMs. Mm. And but I don't think lots of POMs know we call them POMs. Really? Oh, well, when I, I had a friend who came up from England and he goes, what's all POMs about? He didn't get it. Yeah. 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 So, there you go. Okay, this is from Andreas Wolf. He's saying, I've been following the antics uh, at Epic Camp. It blows my mind every time I hear how much you guys cram into those few days. Legends. We must say legends and they think it's funny, eh? Legends. Yeah, I love it. Uh, question. Most of us are mere mortals can't afford to take a week or more off to dedicate to training camps, but unquestionably the benefits of such camps are significant based on all the past participants' reports. Aside from the time factor, the rest of us would probably benefit less volume compared to epic camp, uh, less mileage, less intensity, fewer days, etc. So I'm asking, what do you suppose should be the next best thing to a full-blown eight-day-plus camp, mad mileage training camp? Okay, you're going to say the next best is eight hours plus seven plus days, but you know what I'm getting at. For example, can we expect to see similar boosts in a few long weekends or mini camps, three to four days each during a build-up phase? This would be feasible from home without taxing, uh, taking significant time off work and away from the family. So what do you think? I think the main thing is, and I think we've emphasised this in the past, is you really can't um, replicate what we do at Epic Camp. You can sure you can go out and no, do. No, there's no way you can, eh? No, no, because it's the, the thing. One of the thing about Epic Camp is it's it's kind of the culture and the environment of the camp. You know, mm. it's like, you know, there's no way you could go out and do the intensity and that level of time and and achieve it without having those mm. people around you, eh? So I think you can go out and do some pretty heavy volume, yep. but it wouldn't quite be the same. You know, on Epic Camp, there's, there's, there's a, a handful. Hammer. There's a handful of people that are pretty much going. 
for 12 hours every day. Sure, yep. we have some breaks in their meal breaks and things like that, but they're checking their watches to make sure they've got enough time to fit everything in. Yep. So it is pretty big stuff. And it's not light. No. No, you, no. you're working hard. It's not light camp. Although Mark Petrofessor calls it Epic Camp Light now that it's uh, oh, eight, eight does day he? camp as uh, it's supposed to be. He's probably got a point, camp. John. Although next yeah, year's not going to be, is it? Next year's going to be a good 14, 15 day, day camp. Yeah. So um, a couple of suggestions that I have, and this is things that I've um, practiced myself and, and I've um, trialled on plenty of athletes over the years, is a couple of options. You can maybe try and do um, a few three-and-a-half-day mini camps, either by yourself or with a few others. So that would mean taking maybe finishing work halfway through Thursday and maybe taking thir- half Thursday off all of Friday and then training Saturday, Sunday, so you yep. can get some three-and-a-half days. If you're looking to schedule those... What I'd do you want to do in those camps? Um, swimming, biking, and running every day. About like long rides and yep, yep, and uh, and as you get close to the race, obviously cranking it a bit. But I'm, if you did say three of those, I'd suggest maybe doing one about thirteen weeks, one about nine weeks, and one about five weeks out from your race, and your intensity would probably build through those three different. Um, what could be there. equally as good? Equally as good. <laughs> did you not see what I did there? I was, I was leading you. It was maybe doing a couple of five-day camps. But you wouldn't um, want to do as many of those, would you, John? You, wouldn't. you probably only want to do a couple of those and maybe at about 11 and five um, weeks out. Solo epics are really tough. They are. So they, they can be done. And how, got, how do you find them? Because, you know, like I'm not very, you know, I was, I'm a strong trainer, but when I'm by myself, I'm not as tough. Well, I've got people who do solo epics um, pretty much by myself. Old David Craig. Yep. Um, around uh, Christmas and year time he'll do sort of a two week epic and uh, yep. I had him doing you know a 300k ride by himself um, a couple of 150s sort of back to back so it can be done it depends what sort of rocks your boat but, but they are mentally very draining yeah. but can yeah. also be mentally very rewarding yeah I imagine um, if, if you don't have family and stuff maybe try to factor in doing it around public holidays and then yep. you don't have to take um, so many days off, off. Work, you yep. might only have to take as little as half a day off and then you've got three and a half days you know what if you went to your boss right now and these economic conditions and so you can have a day off they'll probably give it to you that's right you know? nine day week <laughs> yeah. nine day fortnight <laughs> yeah, that's right um, one thing that I also get people to do is um, combining point to point rides big point to point rides for the race so in New Zealand we have a race in Timaru which is about 180 200 k's away get guys to bike down there, do a race and maybe do something else in the day before that so you load up and then race and I find yep. that quite an effective way of, of overloading the system and uh, one thing we do on Epic is we, we certainly have some racing towards the end of the camp so if you're doing a, a five day little camp, don't be afraid to crank it up a bit towards the end, I'm not talking you know, doing maximum effort stuff but doing you know, like an a Olympic distance race yep. at, at a good moderate pace it would be good but the critical thing with all this stuff is to make sure you recover properly. Um, and a lot of people sort of sometimes struggle with that. They, they, no problem doing the hard training, but they, um, they don't quite get the recovery right. So you do need to have some good. And you do want to make there. sure you swim, bike, run every day, don't you? Yeah, swim, yep. bike, run every day. And the recovery is going to differ depending on what sort of athlete you are. The newer you are to the sport, and if you don't have a lot of background, the more recovery it's going to take. So I find that I can actually bounce back from epics pretty quick, and yeah. I think you're, you're pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. We see guys that are newer to the sport, maybe, they're, they're, maybe they're quite advanced um, in terms of their ability, but they still don't have that amount of volume and sport in their legs. They, t- they tend to um, take longer to recover. Um, I thought I'd just also share when, when I did Wanaka, um, in terms of my build-up there, I had a couple of sort of five-day periods where I did just really focus on the biking. The other thing I found really benefited when Bevan and I did some point-to-point riding, so we'd ride like 500Ks in two days, and I found that really beneficial as well. So moral of the story is 
any sort of over over distance training. You definitely want to do something like this within your build up, don't you? Oh yeah. You know, you definitely want yeah. to get some long weekends. You know, if you can't get any time off work, you know, just go long for Saturday, Sunday, and, and yeah. do you know five five to six hours on both days. And maybe even on a Friday night after work, you know, get three yeah. hours on the bike or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hope that helps. Yeah, great. Um, sponsors. Now we're going to go coffees of Hawaii first. Coffees of Hawaii. Now we talked a couple of weeks ago um, about the dolphin. The about dolphin. The, the, the dolphin. No, we thought it was sharks, sharks, didn't we? It was sharks, and they've been photoshopped in hidden John. They hadn't. No. Albert sent us an angry email, didn't he? He did. You go to coffeesofwai.com for all your coffee deals, but you also notice on there they have a revolving sort of. They have um, a blog. P- photo gallery. And a blog. And a, but on the picture on the, on the homepage, there's a picture of the coffees of the Hawaii. The shark's coming to get them, we thought. Well, there's a picture of the boat, and there's, there's fins in there. We, we like, probably should have realised that it wasn't sharks because no one looked concerned. Yeah. <laughs> but, no uh, one's trying to get on the boat, but. Albert was out there, and they had dolphins coming all around them one day, which would be pretty cool. Where and actually, go onto the website on their blog, and they had photos of people swimming under the water with them. Oh, yeah. Just go to coffeesofwai.com <coughs> blog. You can check it out. So that's why you want to qualify for Kona, isn't it? That's right. And Albert, those dolphins better be on order the day we're out there. <laughs> get, get your little, little sonar beeper below the boat. And we want to see them. But if you want to buy any coffee, go to coffeesofhawaii.com. I think there's a thing is, is that when you go to Kona, there's things that you have to do. You have to have, you have to go to Lava Java. Got to go to Turtle Beach. You got to Turtle Beach. You know, it's just things you have to do. And nowadays, swimming out to the coffees of Hawaii boat is a must. One of those things. And it's just one of those things. And you know, and you get your photo. Hopefully, you can get a photo when you're there, and um, you can see the sharks. Don't you go start making phone calls? No, I'm not. I'm just putting on because I don't want to do press ups. Right. Look at that. See? Good. Look at that. Got Good. an iPhone and an uh, two IMAX. It's crazy. Three years. Are you going to um, trade me your, your old one? No, I'm giving it to my sister. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because she hasn't got a computer. So I gave her um, my old one and it died. Go to coffeesofwai.com, put in the code IMTALK. 20% off, John. 20% off. My Can't dad was it. talking about the coffee as why. Your dad talks about coffee a lot. He, my dad loves My dad's not a talking man either. Mm. In my family, it's hard to be a talker because my mum talks so much and I talk so much. Right. And uh, we went to my mum's house the other day, actually, Joe and I, for the, you know, kind of spend some time with the parents as you do and at the end Joe goes yes your mum talks a lot <laughs> and I go yep she does I wonder where I get it from exactly Afflinks.com uh, and John I've got my result there from uh, from Timaru you know what that's one thing that's really cool about athletes is that you can just always keep all your results everything in one place and it's one thing that was frustrating me at the weekend. Oh, um, John, I could hear, feel your pain. It's not a rant of the week because it was. Well, it was, it was getting those like levels. A four. You and, need to get to a six. Yeah, you need to get to a six. But um, I was on the Ironman side. You know, somebody finishes, and I go, "Well, what did they do last year?" Mm. And I try to go through the Ironman site, and then couldn't find it. No, I could find it, but it would just it would pause and take days. forever. So what I did, I was basically had one page open with the the live Ironman coverage, had athletes open the other side. Go on to Athlink, oh, so I can see I can see their results from the previous year. So it was it was useful. It's much more useful if people sign up on there. Then you can find them a lot quicker because you didn't just type the name in. Yeah. So just go on there, sign up. It's a quick process. You can claim all your results, and then whenever you have another result, um, it's, it's usually up there pretty quick, and you just claim it again. And one thing that's getting a lot of publicity lately is Twitter, and I know I go on about it a little bit, but Twitter's kind of making it mainstream now. And and you know what? If you want to follow someone who's great on um, Twitter, is Andrew on Athlinks, mm-hmm. and they've also actually put it now that you can put your what you've done to stay onto your Twitter. So um, which is really great. And so um, you follow Andrew because what they do is you know on the front page they have those articles. Andrew yep. will Twitter those, yep. and they're great articles. Like yep. it is really.
really good content. So um, check that out. So Athlinks.com. Yeah. And lastly, trybuys.com. Yeah, we, we, one thing we don't have with trybuys is um, we don't have a discount code. And to be perfectly honest, you don't bloody need one. No. I was on there this morning and... Uh, if you just go into Tribos on the front page, there's a little section in there with 2009 sales. There's wetsuits aplenty. I saw uh, the, the go to the Helix down there. A woman's Helix, I think, was um, was about like 200 bucks off. And really? For guys that are thinking about Kona this year, if you want to get a good deal on your um, your point zero three, you go on there. There's a big discount on point zero threes, both the the long really? leg, long legged one, the long john one, and the short legged one. I don't know if you could wear the long legged one in Kona. I presume you probably could. Well, you could. Don't see, don't see why not. No. Well, it might be. A li- I don't know how tricky they are to get off or not. But anyway, you don't need a discount code because it's bloody. The thing is, if you're thinking of buying triathlon stuff, go there first. Just check you know, it out. just check it out because you know, and you know, just check out the products and see what they got and stuff. And if you, it's got what you want, yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer. And remember, overseas you need five hundred dollars worth, and that's pretty easy to pop out with triathlon. And if you if you're not quite at that level, just bring them on to your try mates and say, look, I'm thinking of getting something. Get a box of bars or something. Yeah, or yeah, or yeah. Try top. Yeah, and then that way you you know you can get that discount. And in the US, it's two hundred dollars for shipping. And um, really, if you're thinking triathlon, go there first, and you you know you're bound to end up buying from there. And if you if you want advice as well, if you if you're not quite you're looking at bikes and you're not quite sure or anything, just get in oh, touch with you're them. Oh, you're a great day. And then they'll they'll get back to you as as quick as they can, and they'll be able to sort of help you make sure that you get the best bike. And they may even have some specials on something that's not on the website. So if you if you're looking for a bike, especially go on. There and we've had people them. actually send emails through saying how great they are when because yeah. bikes are a big thing, and you know. No, yeah. You do like to go into a shop, don't you? But you know, yeah. the people who have bought through Trybuys have sent us through email saying it's really great. So Trybuys.com. Check 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 it out. Nice. Oh, just a couple other things. Uh you made did you get the website this week, John? I got my pirate stop on. I think I did check it now, out. Who yeah. gave it to me? Um Ed Hawkins said it was his old one, right. and he sent me through his old pirate stop. It's getting a lot of kind of talk in the, on the forums, John. Oh, really? Yeah, some people are liking it, e.g., the pirates. Right. Some people aren't liking it. In other forums, people oh, aren't liking you're not, it. You're not a pirate. Well, no, because they don't. They, they like their forum better. Right. Yeah, and and I'm not going to name other forums because it seems to be quite a popular topic on lots of forums. Yeah. And so look. If you want to send us over tops from your forums, <laughs> what size are you, John? I'm medium, and I'm a be- I'm medium too, aren't I? You're medium slash large for small, small size really? things. Really? Yeah. Oh, remember, I'm going to give you your top. That's right. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, we love you all. You know, we don't want to pick favourites here. It's not so. I wasn't saying I like the pirates better. I just saying, you know, like because Alison did. Uh, she, Alison, she was a pirate. She did. Uh, I'm in New Zealand this weekend and she right. had a good race and, we, and so but it's not that we love the pirates more mm-hmm. it's just that you know what he sent me the fashion I have to admit I've been wearing it nice. and it's a nice top it does, and I have to admit I do feel quite cool with my pirate on the front Gosh. I go there in my class I go hurry there matey and it does feel quite cool <laughs> that's why I don't come to classes <laughs> can't handle the cheese <laughs> But look, if you want us to wear your forums top, we're quite happy to wear them, and we'll put a photo on our website. I will have to come to one of your spinning classes over winter, maybe, just to see the experience. You got to, you got to get me in the door, though. I'm not, I'm not paying again. I'll get you, I'll get you a freebie, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I even got, I got Liam a freebie to the gym when he came down. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So and he got to the world. So I think it's because he did the gym. So what are you up to this week, Bevan? Jombo, um, apart from playing on your bloody computer <laughs> 24 hours a day, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set my alarm for like. One o'clock this morning, I'll ring you up. What are you up to? I'll go, oh man, what does that? <laughs> I just found some new music we can use. 
Well, I have to admit, now that the computer's right next to us, once you go, it's going to be computer time. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> the podcast might not actually come out till yeah, Friday. Yeah, it'll come out Friday, but that's okay. You'll get it eventually. Um, what have I got on? Um, I'm starting training for my marathon. Oh. So I'm going to do the Root Burn Challenge, which is... You entered yet? Yeah, yeah, I entered. Well, I'm eighth on the waiting list. Okay. Yeah, it goes down to like 75 apparently, so I'm in. Um, but I've entered that, and I was going to make that my key race and try to be competitive in that, but I've found this program which is called first marathons and it's basically you only run three times a week and one of them's like a track work one of them's a pace work and then one of them's a longer run based on certain paces it's quite scientific and it's it's from runner's world i think mm-hmm. and and so i kind of thought well i wouldn't mind trying to see if i because i kind of did a right in wanaka better than i thought i wouldn't mind trying seeing if i can actually get under 240 yep. in a marathon and in christchurch marathon it's a flat course yep. so if I could manage that, that'd be kind of cool. So I'm going to start training for that. We're going to do nice. it today. So do that. And, oh, I went to the theatre on the weekend, John. The theatre? Well, that's what happens when you're intelligent. You go to th- you don't go to movies. No, I go to theatre. Do you? When was the last time you went to theatre? Court theatre, probably <laughs> later last year. What did you go see? We was saying it was had uh, that David McFarlane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, maybe it was Gadsby. I can't remember. One of them was in there anyway. Was it good? It was all right. Yeah. Well, just all right. It was all right. What was it about? Was it the Bellini one where was a school teacher? No, it was when they went, uh, it was Ga- It was John Gatsby actually, they went, this is a boring story, so let's carry on. They, they, they went up into the into a hut and then they got they got stuck in the hut. Uh-huh. There was just three guys up there just arguing. And I, well, I went to one called Honour and it was about a guy who got midlife crisis, dumped his wife for a young woman. That never happens, does it? Honour? <laughs> No, her name was Honor. Oh. So I'm, I'm sure there's a deeper meaning to that. So it was very interesting, John. But other than that, no, I've got nothing planned for the weekend. Okay. No, and you? I've got the New Zealand National Champs this weekend. Now you're racing, aren't you? I am. I put in, put in sneaky. I, I saw. I saw you. I saw you doing your long ride on the weekend. I was going up. Joe and I went for a run together up in the hills. It was a beautiful day for was a it run. You and Joe going. Yeah, on. yeah. We were going running, and, and I kind of going up the road, and I saw Epic Camp and Iron Man Talk, and I thought, well, I am talking. I am talking jersey because yeah. I got the Iron Man one, and I'm thinking, oh, well, John was doing some sneaky hardcore training. Sneaky. So what's your long ride like now at the moment, mate? One and a half hours. <laughs> oh, you're doing the big yards. Yeah, doing the big yards. Am concerned about my bike performance the weekend. Swim really? will be okay, I think. Run should be fine. Bike is going to be a little concerning, but we'll see how it goes. Okay, John, New Zealand national champs. It is, but I'm just racing age group because I've got to race. The, I've got to watch the um, all my elites racing in the afternoon. So. Okay, but how are you hoping to go in the age group? We got fourth last year. Yep. Uh, fourth overall last year. Fourth overall. Yeah. Even with the guns. No, that's the fourth age grouper overall. Oh, did you win your age group? Uh, I think I was second actually. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But, uh, so, but so I, know, I know two of the guys in front of me aren't racing, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, do you think you could win it? I'll, I'll give it an edge. If, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as hard as I can. We'll just yeah. see wherever I finish. I finish. It's Olympic? Olympic. What do you do in Olympic in now? Um, depends, depends on the course on the conditions. Actually, around two hours. Nice. Yeah, two hours, maybe a What's little your bit fastest under. Olympic? I can't remember. And the course is never accurate, so I, I mean, I would have. Oh, no, but that's even better. I would have probably gone like 148 or something like that, nice. I guess, but not accurate, so. Hey, no, that was a long course, I think, that one, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was windy, 2K long. Windy, windy hilly. Raining. Yeah. Other than that. Style. I don't think I've got a lot on this week. Really? Just cruising. Are we talking about that yet? Oh, babies. Babies on the John's way. John's having another baby! Yeah, babies on the way. We're in the, in the I think about six or seven weeks ago. Do you know what you're having? Well, we do. <laughs> we, we do, but we're not telling anybody. Belinda, Belinda and I are sick of people asking, so we, we do know, and we, we kind of go, we do know, we're not telling anybody. Now we're just in the sake saying, no, we don't know what we're having. Oh, really? 
So now that you know, but not that you're going to know, no, mm. do you play your names already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bevan James? No. <laughs> Pain of the room in the weekend, white, though. Oh, so, so you didn't no, give away any clues. So no what you're going to do a border, are you? Yeah. You bought the border, but it's not going up until got someone's diff- born. Got different coloured things to put up there. They're hidden away so Belinda's mother doesn't Life's going to change, mate. You know, how getting training in when you've got one kid is pretty tough, isn't it? That's right. When you get two, mate. It's not going to be happening a lot. <laughs> one and a half hour will be like an epic camp yeah, for you, yeah, isn't it? It's all happening, but uh, that's it. We hopefully next week we should uh, have some interviews on. We've got a couple of invited a couple of people on the show. We haven't had confirmation yet, but uh, next week we might have uh, an interview. Yeah, they were good interviews. Some good people. That's all we do is good interviews. Right. Right, let's get out of here. I'm Russ. I'm in talk. Oh, worth <laughs> twenty press ups. I'll get Ben to do them afterwards. Go I'm, I'm Russ. I'm in don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. I've been on fire today, haven't I? You've had a a blinder. (laughs) I know.